Welcome to another episode of the Zay Play Podcast. Okay. You guys already know what what it is, okay? Film review. All right. What do we got on the table? I got Pluto. Okay, it's it's an animation, but it's a Netflix animation. And it's pretty good. So there. I got How to Become a Mob Boss. That's on the list, right? Um, I know I was supposed to watch the morning show. Um, and uh, How... Why Women Kill? Let's just say those did not end up getting watched. Sorry. Approaching the holidays, guys. Just did not get to it. It was not on the priority list. Just wasn't there. But we do have the peripheral. We have Invincible. Okay. And uh, that's probably going to round it out. We'll see what else I can fit in there or remember that I watched. But, um, yeah, just wanted to preface that to you guys. So do not run me over. Don't run me over. But, yeah, let's get right into it. So let's start off with Pluto because that's really been the most interesting. And it seems to be about kind of this mystery murder. And it's kind of a showcase about how AI um may possibly interact with humans in the future and it's uh it's very interesting because it's it kind of gives the idea that ai is kind of like artwork and that these these robots that have been created are actually great contributions to society but they're not exactly human right they can't do all the human things so it it kind of centers around the ability to kill and Unfortunately, I haven't finished it yet. They're about an hour long on uh, Netflix, an episode each. I was trying to bust through them because I I came upon it a little late, but very solid series. Definitely something worth checking out. Definitely interesting and um, definitely something I'm going to finish up. Um, I'm just hoping that the the reveal at the end isn't disappointing. That's the big hope. Hopefully, it's pretty, uh, pretty nice. Not that much action, but pretty riveting uh story there next we have invincible and um uh some inside news is that episode four is supposed to be crazy and so is episode eight but i just recently watched episode three where he's still wrestling with the idea of um who he is and defining himself outside of his dad but just ran into his dad so that's going to be tricky. And this Mark, the alien guy, it was good to get his backstory, but they chomped him, chomped him. Uh, guess he's not dead yet, but mm, that's brutal. I did kind of like that parallel they did between Mark and um, Mark. <laughs> that's, that's strange. They're both Mark, so that's kind of cool. But. Yeah, man. Invincible, great writing, great series. The American cartoons are stepping up, man. The American somewhat anime, I'm not lying. It's it's starting to hit. Those two shows really kind of kind of showed that. And then we have 90 Day Fiance. 
Now, I started this one, and that was a mistake. I'm going to tell you about the four couples they tried to show me. They tried to show me a black witch who fell in love with an Ecuadorian man who loves his family. This dude is coming to get a check, yo. He might love her. That that could be a possibility, but she she's trying to run this house like the cultures are clashing. She can't handle anxiety. I'm like, yo, what's up with this lady? So that's Dumpster Fire 1. Dumpster Fire 2 is this trans woman who at first she looks like a woman who has just had a lot of work done. Then you find out she's trans. So then you're like, okay, that explains why there's so much work done. She's in love with someone from Moldova. And he just seems like an airhead. She seems like she's living in her own delusion. And yeah, um, he finds out that she's trans and then pulls back because he's not from America. And she wonders why that's happening. But she probably decided to come on the show because she wants this to work, but also to get attention from someone in America to get it to work. So, yeah, dumpster fire number two. (laughs) Dumpster fire number three, which is the least bit of fire, but clearly fake, is Torai from uh, X on the Peak is friends with another little guy that they brought on to X on the Peak at one time. And he's in a situation with some girl from Britain who's, like, supposed to be bratty. He's living in some terrible house in L.A., and she's probably going to leave him. Like, she's probably just using him to get over here so she can find some L.A. dudes. I don't think this one's going to work out either. It's just plain to see obvious. And then the final one, the most realistic to work out, but also probably the most traditionally toxic, is some... I think he's like 50-year-old Jewish dude is interested in this 37-year-old Latina woman and he's paid for her titties and bootay. It's just... And she's lied to him. She thinks his house is dirty. He doesn't have a job. She wants to be a stay-at-home. Just a lot of... uh, Just a lot of trash, fire, like, not good. It was just bad. It was was really cringy, if I'm being honest. It was really cringy and hard to watch, so I probably won't keep watching it, but holy snap, bro. They they don't play with that show, huh? I figured that one out. Okay, peripheral. Now, Apple, Amazon, the, the platforms... They're just getting back into form, putting out good stuff. Now, Apple does have a show I want to check out called The Changeling. And there's another show I want to check out, I think, by FX called The Murder at the End of the Time or End of the World. But my bad, y'all. But this uh, this show is kind of like The Tomorrow War. Um, there's this technology that allows you to enter into the future through some sort of quantum tunneling. And uh, even though the story is based in the future, the story is based in like 2030, 2040-ish. And it jumps them 70 years in the future after like a mass extinction event has happened. 
and um, these people use quantum tunneling because whenever you go back, you create a different timeline that isn't relevant to this one, but they can still farm and find things in that timeline. So they, uh, some people have been using it. Some people think it will adjust that timeline. Some people don't. Some people um, really don't like it when people are messing around in other timelines. So it's a risky thing to do. And she's trying to do it because she thinks that she, uh, she can save her family. They think they can get her a lot of money. Someone else is paying to have them eliminated because they're messing around with things they shouldn't. So ultimately, a uh, good mystery. The acting's pretty good. It's like an 8 out of 10 for me. Definitely something that I'm going to try to... Uh, I think something that you guys should check out. Um, solid ending. But I don't want to give too much away because... It's a it's a good story, but might talk about it more a little bit later. But yeah, that's that's going to round it out for me today when it comes to shows and what I've been watching and trying to stick to. Oh, hold on one more. I'm going to clump this together. <clears throat> How to be a mob boss by Netflix. Great education on the mob. Great history lesson. Um, They try to work in like. Well, first you got to do this, and then you got to do this, and this is how you're going to become a boss. Um, but really, they're just trying to show you some sinister traits and things that the mob people kind of had and, you know, used to their advantage. So, definitely an interesting show. Definitely doing really well on Netflix. They made a good play there. But uh wanted to talk about it at the very least. So, sorry, guys. I know this is an experimental segment, so I can't get on my... Back too bad, but that is kind of what I've been doing, what I've been watching, how I've been hanging. Um, yeah, uh, it's been been an interesting week. So, you know, can't have can't spend too much time in front of the TV. So I try to try to get in the best shows I can. But now that the writer strike's done, we should be getting some more good stuff, and uh, you'll be hearing about a little bit more shows.